as Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what large stones, what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and there will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. Well, maybe the world hasn't ended, but sometimes it sure feels like the world is ending, doesn't it? Or at least like our world is ending, or the world as we know it. That's how people felt when these words that Jesus spoke this morning finally came true. You heard it. He and his disciples were walking by the Jewish temple in Jerusalem, and they were marveling at how impressive it was. Herod the Great had spent so much money expanding the temple that it was a wonder of the ancient world. It was huge, solid. Even the smallest blocks used to build the walls were each two to three tons. And some of the stones that made up the foundation were 67 feet long. 67 feet The distance from me to the back of the sanctuary is only 48 feet. I measured it today, and Claire said, what in the world are you doing? And Claire, now you know. (laughs) This was the most incredible building the disciples had ever seen. It was the center of their cultural life, their religious life, the place where God interacted with the people most closely. Surely, it would stand forever to the end of time. But this morning, Jesus told them that this magnificent temple would be destroyed until not even one stone was left on another. It would be torn down and reduced to rubble. And I wonder if the disciples could even picture that. Something like that happening would feel like the end of the world. wouldn't just be a building that fell, but an institution and everything that it stood for and represented. And in the year 70, the Roman army entered the city and destroyed the temple. I'm sure that for many people, it felt like the end of the world, or at least the world as they had known it. Actually, I imagine it felt a lot like September 11th, 2001, when it wasn't just impossibly large buildings that came tumbling down, but but also everything they represented, from feelings of, of peace and security 
to economic systems that are probably the closest thing we have to a shared religion. Our world changed significantly that day, and this is the type of event Jesus is talking about. These words he spoke in Mark are often referred to as the little apocalypse. And on one hand, he's talking about a very specific historical event, the destruction of the Jewish temple. But he's also talking about a universal human experience, the experience of things that once seemed unshakable, unmovable, and true crashing down around us. Now, we often use this word apocalypse, though not often from the pulpit, to refer to end of the world, end of days kind of stuff. But as Pastor John Neiman will tell you, I hope, it comes from a Greek word that simply means an unveiling or an uncovering. An apocalypse is what occurs when something is uncovered when a veil is removed and we can see things that were once secret or hidden or unknown and we understand reality in a new way. And we've all experienced this. How often have things we thought were steady and certain come tumbling down? How often has it felt like the world is changing radically shifting beneath our feet? How often have our eyes been opened to see the world, other people, even God, in new ways? I mean, my goodness, we're living through this right now, apocalypse! Think about everything that the past, over the past few years that has been uncovered, unveiled, revealed, that's led to so much unrest. We see the cracks in our society, don't we? The tensions. Everyone sees it, apparently. (laughs) Employment issues, economic struggles, labor rights, a failing healthcare system, a lack of respect for expertise and specialized knowledge, the spread of misinformation and falsehood, the fact that many people do not understand that being part of society means seeking the good of the whole rather than just our own personal gain or comfort. Things that were hidden, at least for some, are coming into the light and being unveiled, like just how deep our political divisions truly are. And the fact that our country still hasn't fully reckoned with its racial history or made the needed reforms to learn from it. Seeing with new eyes always demands change. And in some ways, it feels like things are unraveling, like the world as we've known it is to some degree falling apart. And I think when we live through times like this, through events like these, when the veil is torn away and something crumbles in our lives, what we really see most of all is just how fragile life is. And that's part of what Jesus is trying to tell us this morning, that things fall apart. It's unavoidable. 
Empires rise and fall, wealth comes and goes, institutions crumble, temples of all types come tumbling down, things that appear permanent in this world are not, and even while they endure, they are imperfect. And so we must be careful to not put our full trust in them, to not look to them for our ultimate hope or ask them to give our life its truest meaning and purpose. As Amanda Brobst Renard, a professor at Valparaiso, warns, it is tempting to cling to anything that promises a foothold at times when we feel that everything is out of control. So what does this mean for our daily lives? Well, it means we should engage in civic discourse, and participate fully in our democracy, and work and vote in ways that reflect our faith and move us towards a more just society, and yet also recognize that our hope for tomorrow and our ultimate hope for this world is not found in a government or a political party or a charismatic leader or a piece of legislation. All of those things will inevitably fall short and fade away. It means that we should love and cherish our country, imperfect as it may be, a nation that has blessed us with opportunity and prosperity and yet still recognize that our hope is not in America. And that before we are Americans as followers of Jesus and baptized children of God, We are first and foremost members of God's kingdom, which has no borders, boundaries, divisions, or hierarchy. And that's where our first allegiance and our hope for this world lies. It means we should use money wisely and to provide for our families, and yet not cling to money for joy and safety and identity, for wealth is perishable and it will disappear. It even means that we we should invest in the life and ministries of the church, including this church, and yet still recognize that the church is an institution that will sometimes fail. And our hope and faith and trust are not in the church, but rather in the one to whom the church points and proclaims, Jesus. And so, Brian, Megan, I know that talking about apocalypse is kind of weird on the day your daughter is baptized. (laughs) But I think these words are also a gift to you as you seek to raise Millie. They're a gift to all of us because they tell us where we can place our full trust without fear or doubt. And they tell us where our true hope is found in Jesus Lots of things in this world are going to fall apart and crumble and tumble down. We've all experienced it. A a relationship ending, parents divorcing, a loved one dying unexpectedly, a bad diagnosis. Life is fragile. But Scripture tells us the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Jesus is a rock that cannot be shaken a foundation that will not be moved. When things are tumbling down and falling apart, Jesus remains. 
And he tells us that when we're living through apocalypse, when things we thought were permanent are falling apart, when it feels like the world as we know it is coming to an end, we should think of it as birth pains. Birth pains. I know this will shock and surprise you, but I don't know much about birth pains. (laughs) Mostly, I just know I'm supposed to tell Annie to breathe in through her nose and out through her mouth and let her squeeze my hand as hard as she wants without complaining, which I have sometimes accomplished. (laughs) No, I've never seen my wife in that kind of pain, but I know that it led to the most magnificent new life in the forms of our children, and that Annie counted all of that pain as nothing the second she heard our newborn child cry. and and held them in her arms. Birth pain is awful, but it's productive. It leads somewhere. It's full of possibility. It brings life. What I'm saying is that while moments of apocalypse are uncomfortable and awful, there are also opportunities for God to bring new things into this world, for new life to be born Some things need to come tumbling down so that better things can take their place. Some laws need to be done away with so that more just ones can rise. Some worldviews need to be challenged so that more faith-filled ones can grow. And our idols need to fall apart so that we can learn how to better put our trust in God and God alone. And that doesn't mean God causes the awful things in our lives. No way. But it does mean that God can use them. That they can shape us and form our character, strengthen our faith. God responds to even the worst evil of this world by turning it towards good. God consistently bends injustice towards righteousness, sadness towards joy, pain towards healing. God even turns a cross into redemption, a grave into an empty tomb, and death into life. No matter how apocalyptic the journey is, God is bringing this world and is bringing us to a good, abundant, bright, glorious destination to peace and full redemption and healing and righteousness on earth as it is in heaven. And so in the midst of apocalypse, we hear and repeat the words that Jesus spoke this morning. Do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed when temples fall and institutions crumble, when wars rage and false gospels of fear and hatred are sown, when the veil is torn away and things you thought were certain come tumbling down, do not be alarmed. For Christ remains steadfast and sure. And if we have the eyes to see, we will discover that amidst the chaos, something new is being born. Amen.